Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Another great week looking at God's Word, looking at Matthew chapter 2. This is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Really? Absolutely. Well, that's cool. You know, we we ended our uh, last program looking at the birth of Jesus, the virgin birth of Jesus. And now coming into Matthew chapter 2, we see some of the amazing events surrounding him. Uh, And it's it's neat stuff. Lots of prophecy in this chapter. Lots of prophecy. Uh, Certainly picking up with this idea of the king and that authority, that line that we drew last week, spending so much time in the genealogies. Yeah, Matthew's very first point, Jesus is the Christ, and then he provides some arguments like, Mm -hmm. well, he's the son of David, he's the son of Abraham, and he's, uh, you know, son of virgin birth. These are all big clues to the coming Messiah. It really makes the point. What's interesting in Matthew 2, then, is we begin to see the conflict between the king of kings and the kings of this world. Ooh, that's a good contrast. So let's talk about some of that. Let's look at uh, Matthew 2. Are you going to read this morning? I will. Verses 1 through 12 in Matthew chapter 2. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. It's just a great account. You know, some of the things that uh, I think it's good to point out is that we might have a picture of this in our mind because this is half the cast of the nativity scenes that we see in December, you know, and, and we just know that there's these three wise men. But do we know that? It actually doesn't say three wise men, right? But but there's wise men. There are wise men. Could be two. Could be twenty five. Be twenty five. Could be seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. Could could <laughs> could have an entourage, right? No idea. No idea. No idea. Uh, but they're watching for or watching this star, and following it. And uh, that's just incredible to me that they are going in search of. They say, King of the Jews, who has been born in Bethlehem of Judea. And yet here is this acting King Herod. Here's all of the officials, even the wise men and the scribes. They're in Jerusalem, and they're like, what? 
<laughs> There's some kind of interaction that the true living God has had with these fellas. I can't even begin to understand how that worked. No, I, it's, I don't, it's amazing. You know, whatever their form of religion and practicing their magics and astrology and all of those things that they were doing in their own country, I know is not, it's not true. It's not, it's not it's not real yeah. in this. I mean, it's not. It's not God honoring. Yeah, uh, I don't think. But somehow God used that to bring this to them, and they. So they. They've seen more than a star. You know, it's not just oh, we saw a star, and I wonder what that means. Somehow they. They were aware. Ah, that means the King of the Jews yeah, is yeah. born. There's. There's something that's happened here. It's no wonder they end up in Jerusalem. So whatever the star, however the star is working, and I know we can debate and argue and all about that, however the star is working, it hasn't led them directly to where Jesus is. No. It's, they're, they're, okay, we get it. He's somewhere here, and where would you go if you wanted to find the birth of the king of the Jews? Yeah, it would seem you would go to a capital city like Jerusalem. That's where we'd expect to find the birth of a king. So they do, yeah. and they come to the king, mm-hmm. and wouldn't surprise me a bit if what they thought was we're we're here to honor and worship Herod's son. That's right. Herod's newly born son. Yeah. And um, when they ask Herod, hey, where's this newly born son who is the king of the Jews? Herod's all uh, has somebody had a baby around? <laughs> somebody yet? had a baby. I, I don't. I don't know anything about this. What, yeah. what are you talking yeah. about? And yeah. so, of course, calling together the chief priests and scribes, they realize this is this is not. There's a realization. We're not just talking about Herod's son. We're actually talking about oh, the king of the Jews, the ultimate king that we've been look that the Jews have been yeah. looking forward to now for centuries. Yeah. And, and so let me bring the chief priests and the scribes together. We need to search the scripture and find out where that guy is supposed to be born. It's such an exciting contrast because this king, Herod, has taken on a title. He is Herod the Great. Mm. Okay. He's set himself up uh, with the powers that be in the Roman Empire, propped up by Rome. He's given himself to huge building projects and this expansion of the temple. And he's going to be the great king of this land, right? The great king. Uh, and of course, he's he's a fascinating person to learn about anyway because of his ruthlessness and Ugh. killing some of his children. And he's really, I mean, kind of the epitome of all the awful leadership and authorities of a world, how despotic it can become. But they're not coming to see him. No. The great. They're not coming to see the great. No. Where is the king of the Jews? And uh, And what an amazing admission, really, by his... Oh, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's not me. And so the chief priests, the scribes, say, "Oh, well, we we know where that is. Look, here's this passage. Here's this passage they in go our to scripture. The scriptures, don't they? We're going to go to the scripture and we're going to find out where this Messiah is supposed to be born." And so they quote Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So we go all the way back to Genesis, what is it, 50, when uh, uh, the children of Jacob are blessed. Yeah. Jacob promises at that time that from Judah, the scepter shall never leave mm-hmm, that's Judah. Right. That's right. So we end up with a king from Benjamin, and we think, wait, what's that about? Yeah, his name was Saul. And, <laughs> well, what we find out is this is not a king after God's own heart, and mm-hmm. so he is removed from the throne, and so is his entire family lineage. Hmm. 
kind of like Herod. But <laughs> nice. Here comes David, and David is of Judah. Yeah. And David's a shepherd. And David's a shepherd. <laughs> and David's city is Bethlehem. Bethlehem. This is where he is from. His yeah. father, Jesse, the uh, Ephrathite from mm-hmm. Bethlehem. Yeah. So we have, okay, it's that city. It's the city where David was born. This Messiah is going to be born as well. And Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 highlights that. Now, you revealed to me sometime well, I, something I didn't know. Yeah. So just real quick on that. Matthew chapter 1, you have the name of David. Matthew chapter 2, here's the town of David. And and this was a, an important distinction that the prophet makes because there there were two Bethlehems in the first century. In fact, there had been two Bethlehems uh, for quite a while in the history of Israel. When we go back to uh, the book of Joshua chapter 19, and particularly in verses 15 and 16, we learn that when the Israelites come in and they're given their promised land, that in the allotment of Zebulun, which was north, which was around what's called Galilee in the New Testament, that region. There's a town of Bethlehem. There's Bethlehem of Galilee. And that's a fun thing to Google because actually there's uh, archaeological excavations right now going on in Bethlehem of Galilee. Interesting. So there's two Bethlehems on the map. For these wise men, you're either going to tell them you need to travel north to Bethlehem of Galilee or you need to head just a little bit south, about eight miles, and there is this Bethlehem of Judah. And Micah says there is a Bethlehem of Judah, or it is Bethlehem of Judah, where we should look for this shepherd, this ruler to come forth. This is one of those interesting promises. We, what we often do is try to find these straight line promises and forth tellings and fore tellings, as we often refer to that as fulfilling prophecy. Most of the time, what we think of as fulfilling prophecy is somewhere in the history, some fella said, this event's going to happen, this thing, it's going to happen in this place, and now we're watching and looking for it. Well, that, that is what's happening here. In fact, so much so that these fellas... That's the way the scribes work, right? Yeah, they were, okay, we know that the scripture's telling us where this fellow's supposed to be born. So when we're looking, we're looking for somebody born here in this place. However, even with this, I think there is a whole lot more to this prophecy than just, well, Micah 5, 2 says, look in Bethlehem. Yeah, it was very important to know to go to Bethlehem of Judah, obviously, and that's why Matthew chapter 2 can happen. But uh, I, I I love where you're going here to show that there's this bigger picture and actually prophesying this whole event, we might even find these wise men somewhere it's as we're of, looking at Micah. It's kind of shocking. So if I go back to Micah and yeah, I back up yeah, a little yeah. bit, and we're not going to read the whole book, but if we just backed up to chapter 4, now what's happening is Micah's going back and forth talking about judgment and hope that's going to be happening on Judah, on, on Israel. Mm-hmm. And as we, as we walk through this prophecy, so for instance, back up in chapter 4 of Micah, it shall come to pass in the latter days. So see, now we're looking... Latter days, after yeah. all this is happening, Looking we want you to know something that's coming, from that the, the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above the hills, and peoples shall flow to it, and many nations shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. So here is this... It, wait, it, wait, 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 wait. 
You're you're saying Micah said that people would be coming from other nations. That is, I'm not saying it. I just read it. You just read it, like Gentile people, like you know, like <laughs> um, magi from the east, from the east, wise men from which, these other, you know, countries. which was something we probably should have kind of spelled out earlier. These guys are not Jews. They are not proselytes. Okay, these these are nations, people. These are people from the nations, and. Uh, Okay, so notice this, by the way. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and shall decide for strong nations far away. Wait a minute. These nations are coming because they're going to come find someone who is mm-hmm. actually going to judge the nations. The nations. Going to judge the nation. So we're, we're finding all of these connections. It continues on. Oh, uh, verse 9. Verse 9. Now, why do you cry aloud? Is there no king in you? So now we're back to talking about the judgment mm-hmm. that's coming. So again, it goes back and forth between the judgment and the hope to follow. Right. And so you right. got to keep track of that when you're just studying Micah in its original context. But as we're bringing this up to Jesus and Jesus being a fulfillment of all this, verse 9 of Micah 4, now why do you cry aloud? Is there no king in you? Has your counselor perished that pain seized you like a woman in labor? Well, That's actually kind of an interesting point here because Herod the Great Mm -hmm. is actually no king of Israel. Not not in the true spiritual theological sense. He's actually an Idumean, which is Mm -hmm. connected to Edom or the Edomites. He's a pretender among the Jews. Yeah. There is really no king among the Jews. That's a really good point. The the complex politics of Jerusalem at this time because you've got Roman influence, there you've got this Herodian dynasty, right, exercising power. And when we just read in Matthew chapter 1 this lineage of kings, Herod is not in it. So we have this bigger picture in Micah chapter 5 of other nations coming to find the will of the Lord, of there being a, an empty place really on the throne of Israel. These nations are going to come and worship. Now, in between there, we do talk about the judgment and the nations that will be coming against Israel and all yeah, of that. Yeah. But then we get into chapter 5 and verse 2 talking about the ruler, which which is, is connecting back mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. the fact that there hasn't been a proper king and connecting back to why would they come. Come and learn the way of the Lord, because this ruler has been born. What we find is this is more than just, here's a verse, here's a sentence, and it was promising something, and Jesus fulfilled it. Let's check that off of our list and come up with our statistics. No, no. Jesus is fulfilling not this verse. He's fulfilling this book. And it's, it's powerful and it's profound. That's how amazing our Jesus is. He's the Christ. He's the Messiah. Love reading Matthew chapter 2. We're going to be reading it and talking about it every day this week. We hope that you'll join us. Uh, share your thoughts and what you're learning. Go to our group page for Text Talk on Facebook or send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We love to get your emails. Let's have a prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that we might read about these events fulfilled in Christ. We see, Father, the expectations of the ages all consummating in Jesus. It's so exciting. And it's so exciting that we might call you our Father through him. We pray, Father, we might walk for your glory this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. 
You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.